Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Vision Builders was, was so interesting. Was, uh, I remember uh, my pastor gave me very few instructions when they sent us to, to America, but one of the things he was absolutely adamant about, he said, don't wait till you've got a building to start a, a fund campaign to raise funds for the building. He says, by then it's too late. Mm-hmm. He says, right from year one. So right from year one, we prayed and we thought, how do we unlock the city? And God really spoke to me that um, if, if a city will allow the spirit of God to unlock the hearts of men, mm. God will unlock the heavens. And wow. so, you know, we see that in Malachi, if you bring the tithe, God says, test me if I will not throw open the windows of heaven. So when a man's heart is moved to open his treasures in the earth, God's heart is moved to open the treasures of heaven. So we knew to, to bring a move of heaven into San Diego. San Diego didn't need another church. What it needed was a move of heaven. And so I remember year one, we started Vision Builders and uh, we, <laughs> we had a, a lot of... Uh, suggestions and advice from, you know, some well-meaning people. Yeah. And they said, hey, Pastor, why don't you do a golf fundraising day? Hey, why don't you do this uh, this gala where you do, uh, you have all these celebrities donate things wow. and it's an auction. And I said, yeah, you know, God doesn't need an auction. And as fun as a golf day is, God doesn't need a fundraising golf day. I said, God still works on giving. Wow. And so we've been doing it every year. I think the first year we had, um, there was like 30 people there and 30 people gave $276,000. Wow. Oh wow. And it really, it put us in a really powerful position. And it took us about five years, I think it was, to, to get our first building, which was Bressy Ranch. Mm. And, um, and then from there, it's just, you know, snowballed ever ever since. Um, but Vision Builders is so powerful because God showed me that it had had two facets to it. The first facet that it had was that it would unlock um, the hearts of people, mm. but it would release blessing. That mm. that as you build God's house, He'll build your house. Wow. As you establish His kingdom. Mm. His kingdom establishes you. And mm. so that was that was the real catalyst. I knew from our personal experience that as we gave, God gave, pressed down, shaken together and running over. That's so amazing. If if we were to grab a mic yeah. and you know put it next to your heart, yeah. I feel like we would hear songs of warfare. Yeah. And the theme would be yeah. taking territory. Yeah. Why taking territory? What does that mean? We want to make sure that no matter where you live, in San Diego, in Salt Lake City, in Boise, Idaho, our goal is that nobody living in those cities lives more than a 10 or 15-minute drive from a life-giving church that is fresh, real, powerful, that has fresh revelation from heaven, that is real, it's transparent. You, you, You can apply this to your life. It's not ethereal, it's real, but it is powerful. It has life transforming power. So that's why it's about taking territory. We have to take territory. That's amazing. It's so clear. Yeah. For for Natalie and I, yeah. um, one of the things that has unlocked us the most has mm-hmm. been vision builders. Yeah. 
you know, you come up and, and you mm -hmm. preach a powerful word, mm -hmm. say, pray, mm -hmm. let's ask the Holy Spirit how much to give. Yeah. And God gives us always the same number, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And we pray, we stretch, yeah. we give. Beautiful. And it's, it's what's unlocked us the most. Yeah. Can, can you... Um, speak into what is God's call? Why, why, as Christians, why are we called to give? Yeah. Why does that happen? What we found is that giving is God's way. And the world says that oh, if you give, you go down. But the Bible teaches give and it will be given wow. back to you, pressed down, shaken together. We, we honestly know from the scriptures that when you give, while it leaves your hand, it never leaves your life. Mm. It leaves your hand, but it doesn't leave your life. It goes into your future where it multiplies and comes back to you in a harvest. And so, you know, even this year, like the, the scripture that God gave me was Hannah. So Hannah in First uh, Samuel, we find this beautiful young lady and she's barren. She's married to a man by the name of Elkanah. And Elkanah loves his wife, Hannah. But the Bible says that, you know, after a few years of being married, she's not conceiving. He takes her to the physician. The physician says, you know, unfortunately, she's barren. Mm. So Elkanah loves her, but he doesn't, there was no social welfare, no social security back in those days. So he doesn't want to grow old and have nobody to take care of him. So he takes a second wife called Penina. And so he marries Penina and, you know, she's, producing babies left, right, and center. So he thinks that Hannah's going to be okay. Hey, you know, you're my love. She's just making babies. <laughs> She's just, you know, secure in the future. Yeah. But Penina and Hannah are fighting because Penina has what Hannah doesn't, which is babies mm. and fruitfulness. Hannah has what Penina doesn't have, which is her husband's affection and adoration. Wow. So there's constant conflict. So Hannah goes into the temple and... Uh, her husband Elkanah gives her a double portion anoint, uh, offering and so she gives the offering. When everybody leaves, she stays behind and she's praying and Eli the priest you know, sees her praying, her lips are moving but her eyes are shut and no, no sounds coming out so he just thinks she's drunk. And she says, oh, don't think of me as a wicked woman. I've no, neither drunk strong drink or wine. This is sorrow of the heart. I, I'm barren. I'm believing God for breakthrough. She said, and I just made a vow to the Lord that if he will give me a son, mm. if he will give me a son, I will lend him to the Lord all the days of his life. Mm. And so Eli just says, oh, you know, forgive me. Wow, I shouldn't have, you know, judged so quickly. He says, you go your way, sweetheart, and may the Lord grant your request. Mm. And because he was the anointed priest, there was, there was power on those words. So the Bible says that she got up, kind of so, you know, kind of uh, got redressed, walked out smiling, rejoined the feast, went home, and then it says, and it came to pass, Elkanah knew his wife and she conceived and brought forth a son and she called him Shmuel or Samuel, mm -hmm. which means God has heard me, God has heard me. And what was very interesting, what makes Hannah um, such a beautiful vision builder and mm -hmm. such a vision builder example is that most people would say, ah, oh, you know what, God, what I meant was mm -hmm. now that I've got Samuel, I mean, if you give me another one, obviously I don't want to give my only son. Mm -hmm. This is like, if I give him, like he's a miracle. If I give him, I may not have another one. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says, and when Hannah had weaned him, she honored the Lord and she brought him down. Mm -hmm. And she said to Eli, the priest, you may not remember me, but a few years ago I was in the temple praying and I asked God for a son and here he is. And mm -hmm. she gave him, she gave him to Eli, her only son. She gave her only 
begotten son. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds familiar. Right. And the Bible says that she went home that day rejoicing and she began to sing a song and, and, and we see it. It's a beautiful song. She says, she who was barren mm. has born seven. Wow. She who was barren has born seven. So she, when she gave, she, yeah, faith came into her wow. heart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, if you followed the story, it's a powerful story. So because... You know, she said, God, if you'll bless me, I'll, you know, I'll honor you. Mm-hmm. Most people get the blessing of God and then all of a sudden circumstances, it's not convenient. There was no guarantee that she was going to have another son. Mm-hmm. But she gave anyway. Wow. She fulfilled her pledge. She made a pledge and she fulfilled it. The power is always in the fulfilling. Wow. She fulfilled her pledge. And the Bible says that she ended up having five more. So there's six now in the family, including mm-hmm. Samuel, there's six. And I remember th- thinking, I said to God, God, you know, she, she prophesied seven in the song. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, did you have to give birth to her? I'm <laughs> saying, no, she did. So she's like, you know what, God, I'm tapping out at I'm six. Good. That's enough, yeah. yeah. So, but how magnificent. She goes from wow. barren to fruitful. Yeah. But, but God said the breakthrough was and the test was that she only had one. She only had Samuel. And how easy and how tempting, because there was no one around. Wow. There was no one else in the temple. Mm-hmm. No, there was no other. There was. It wasn't like she filled something out and handed it in, and we knew what she what she pledged mm-hmm. to God. This was a private pledge between her and God, wow. and she fulfilled her pledge. There's a power on fulfilling. We think the power is on pledging. No, 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 not with God. The power is on mm. the fulfillment. And when we fulfill that pledge, there's something that is released. Mm. When she came and she brought forth Samuel, something was released and she had another five babies mm. after that. And so the house was filled with her children, with laughter, with solidarity, with joy. Mm. That's amazing. Wow. What's next for Awakened Church? Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But the reason that he's building his church is because God is all about the city. God is all about the people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jesus, when he looked at Jerusalem, he began to weep over the city of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you know, you who stoned the prophets and kill those the Lord sends you. If only you had recognized the time of your visitation, but now it is hidden from you and the time will come where not one stone. And he, and he goes into this lament and he weeps over the city of Jerusalem because he saw the people were destitute and broken. They had religion, but they didn't have life. And San Diego, I would say, had religion. You know, mm. you, it's hard to drive a mile without running into a church, mm-hmm. but religion is a poor substitute mm-hmm. to uh God's real life-giving power. And so we've decided that we, we will always fight against the spirit of religion, which is the leaven of the Pharisees, mm. and then all fight against the spirit of the world, which is the leaven of Herod. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus warned us about. And so um, what, what I see is I, I see the 16 campuses here. I see Salt Lake City blowing up and Boise blowing up. And I don't want to see other regions, but God keeps trying to bring it into my peripheral, and you know, yeah. so I'm just I'm just happy with what we're doing. But really, in essence, it's it's a city is transformed. Mm. I'm telling you this: if if you would, if I could put you and I into a, a time capsule right now, we could go 10 years in the future, 20 years in the future. 
you'll see a news report where they say the lowest crime out of any city in, or any of the cities in America is, strangely enough, San Diego, Boise, and Salt Lake City. The lowest divorce rate, San Diego, Boise, Salt Lake City. The, the, the greatest fidelity, the greatest Boise, San Diego, mm. Salt Lake City. Greatest prosperity and blessing, San Diego, Boise, Salt Lake. Because the, 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 the word of the Lord isn't for the religious. It's to transform the culture. It's to transform the city. Our lives flourish when we line up with the word of God and our lives wilt and wither when we move away from the word of mm. God. When the word came, life came. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the opening stanza of Gen- Genesis. And God said, let there be light and light was. And then God said, let there be a firmament. And it was so, and God called it heaven. And God said, let dry ground appear. And it was so, and he called it the earth. And God said, let the earth bring forth and bud and fruitful and trees and foliage and plants and orchards and vineyards. And it was so. And then God said, let the oceans be filled with life teeming. So God said, and it was, and life followed. God said, and life followed. God said, and life followed. So we know that life follows God's word. So Satan works so hard to get rid of God's word in our schools, get rid of God's word in our colleges, get God, get rid of God's word. Wherever, wherever there's a void of God's word, you will find that confusion, perversion, desolation, and destruction follow. Mm. So our goal is in every single city that we are going to be a word church. And there are people that say, oh, you know, awaken spreads hate. And really what they're saying is because we hate the truth, when you speak the truth, we interpret that wow. as hate because we hate truth. You know, no, nobody goes into the ministry to hate. In fact, the first wow. commandment, the first commandment of God, the, and Jesus said this is the commandment that fulfills all the commandments, mm-hmm. is love the Lord your God. Love the, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. So because we love our neighbor as ourselves, we have to love God. God is the source of all love. And so when we love God, I cannot say that I love God, but I transgress and mm. violate his commandments. I can't say I love God, but I trample or, or on or spit on his word. Mm-hmm. His word, whether it's convenient or not, his word, whether it's my preference or not, his word mm-hmm. has to be mastered, has to be Lord over my life. Wow. And so we find that when we preach his word, life follows. Mm. But the spirit of this world hates his word because mm-hmm. it wants death, misery, pain, destruction. So that's the great battle that we're in. But in the future, what you would see is because of the courage, Mm -hmm. because of the vision builders, because of the taking territory, because of, you know, these campaigns, dominion, the the purchasing of buildings, the establishing, the raising up of leaders, the releasing the ministry of the word of God, you will find that we will, and already it's happening, already it's happening. The the real estate prices in San Diego are now eclipsed San Francisco for the first time. People are moving here Mm -hmm. because it's more family friendly because there's a church that's being the salt and the light, which was God's original vision. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I wish we could be here for another two, three hours, but can you maybe give us a charge? Uh, I've been so inspired by your faith. And even if you uh, can tell us a little bit of your personal testimony with Vision Builders, the breakthrough you've seen. Yeah, yeah, you know... um, 
Vision Build is, is, is it's, I would say that don't, don't see it as like an optional extra. You know, don't see it as like, hey, you know, I'm buying a new car and, you know, air conditioning is an yeah, option. Yeah, yeah. You, you'd, you'll rue the day that, my God, why didn't we get air conditioning? Mm-hmm. You know, in the winter or in the summer, you'll wish that. So don't see it as an optional extra. Participate in Vision Builders. But what happens is that there's, there's a theme all the way through the Bible. And when you give to God's house, he commits himself to your house. It's, mm-hmm. it's, so the greatest way to see God is God is a reciprocator. Mm-hmm. And so we think, okay, well, God, if you will move, then I'll move. And God says, actually, no, no, it's the other way around. Mm. Give and it will be given. Oh, hang on, no, no, no. I want you to give and then I'll give back. He's like, no, 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 you give and it will be given. You forgive and you'll be forgiven. Don't you judge and then I won't judge. So God has set himself up in Luke chapter 6. He reveals himself as a reciprocal God, as a God who reciprocates and you set the thermostat. And so what, what we found was when the widow of Zarephath, she's down to her last bin of flour, last little drops of oil. She's got enough to make one last cake. She's gathering sticks to make this one last cake. She's destitute, she's hopeless, but God had been speaking to Elijah who was by the brook Cherith. Mm-hmm. And God said, I want you to arise and go to Zarephath and see I've commanded a widow to provide for you. And when he gets there and he sees a widow gathering sticks and he calls out to her and says, sweetheart, would you, you know, would you uh, bring me some water? What's a famine? And so she goes to get water. She's like, oh my gosh, this must be the woman. God told me a widow. I walk in to the city gates. There's a widow. It's a drought. I ask for water. She knows where the water is. And so he calls and says, oh, and also I'm feeling a little peckish. Would you bring me, bring me a little cake? And she turns around and she's obviously grieving. She's mm-hmm. lost her husband. And she says, as the Lord your God lives, I don't have mm. enough for you. I've only got enough for me and my son for one last cake and we're going to eat it and die. And Elijah could have then said, oh, I'm so sorry I got you confused. The Lord told me that there was going to be a rich widow. Mm. But Elijah knew the things of God. And he knew that this was the one that, wow, he was God's eye on this woman who was down to her, literally her last morsel. Mm. And then she was going to starve to death. So God sends Elijah. So Elijah comes with the word of God. And he says to her this, he says, do not be afraid. Thus saith the Lord, if you will make a small cake from me first, the flour and the oil will not run dry for the entire famine. Mm. And so the Bible says that she got made him a cake first and then the flour and the oil was there again. So she makes another cake the next morning and she realizes, oh, I better serve the man of God first. And as she put the man of God first, as she put God's house first, as she committed her house and committed her finance and committed her resources to partnering with keeping God's word alive and resourcing mm. and sustaining God's word in the land, wow. God's word sustained her. Mm. The Bible says she and her household. A household means three or more. Mm-hmm. Well, Originally, she says, you know, me and my son Mm. are going to eat it. But all of a sudden, she's got cousins and aunts and cousins twice removed coming. Hey, you guys cooking in there? So her whole household became a household of food and overflow because of her commitment. And that's what we want. That's all the way through the Bible. You know, just because of time, I can't go into more. But all the way through the Bible, when we commit ourselves to building God's house, there's a reciprocation that happens where he will build our house. We've seen that in, in our life. My father forsook me, disowned me when I went to, to Bible college. And so I just thought, you know what, either this God thing that I just left engineering for is real, and if I find out that it's not real, you know what, 
I'll eat my humble pie and I'll go back to engineering. And, uh, but what I found was as I began to tithe, I began to, to flourish. And then as I began to give offerings above my tithe, I began to, and so God literally sent me three times to three different nations. And every time he sent me, the nation that I went to was in a boom and I was leaving a nation that was in a bust, wow. which meant that I was going to a place that yeah. was more expensive. And I'm like, God, come on, man, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, I'm showing you that I don't need favorable winds or favorable circumstances. And he was really sending us up for San Diego, Salt Lake City, and Boise. And so that's why I think that, you know, there's a faith deposit mm. in our house yeah. that we don't need great circumstances. And right now they're saying that there's a recession and all that kind of stuff. And we got, you know, mm-hmm the Biden crazy administration printing money and opening borders and doing everything they can to harm America. But, you know, you don't have to participate in this recession. When you're a tither and when you're a vision builder, you've unlocked a treasury that Biden doesn't have access to. The globalist elite don't have access to. It's the, it's the treasuries of the heavens. Mm. And so you can live an unprecedented blessing. And that's that's been the story of our life. We've seen God take us from glory to glory, from blessing to blessing, just through being faithful. Wow, that's amazing. Awaken Church, a house of transformation. Yeah. Can you speak into that a little bit? Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I think being youth pastors, Leanne and I were youth pastors for 15 years. And at first, when I first uh, was a youth pastor, it was almost like I... I was in a circus. I, you know, I got up onto my horse and I, I could do some tricks, you know, as people <laughs> clapped and here I was, you know, in the middle of the ring doing all my pony, show pony tricks. And then I realized no, no one's lives were, change, were changing. <laughs> yeah. And so I began to realize very early on, you know, these teenagers are uh, mm-hmm. facing, you know, peer pressure and temptations and struggles and hormone changes in their body and mum and dad fighting and divorcing and everything. And here I was, you know, preaching funny sermons mm-hmm. that people were printing and sending off, but it wasn't helping anybody. Mm-hmm. So I remember, I remember Leanne and I kind of changed our litmus. Mm-hmm. And so rather than look at how much traction a, a sermon got, God or how funny the sermon was or how brilliantly, you know, exegetically it was, you know, uh, hermeneutically homilied, we, we instead looked at how many lives are we changing? What wow. growth can we see in people? And that's when I really felt God say that transformation is the key to the mm. kingdom. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but rather be ye transformed wow. by the renewing of your mind. And, and so God says, you know, you'll know that, that you're speaking my word, not your words, mm-hmm. when lives are transformed. Wow. And so that's, that's why I love, you know, when I look at, you know, Pathfinders and Pathfinders Apprenticeships and the graduations there and our recovery programs yeah. and people going through DNA and our, our leadership development. And it's almost like every campus I go to, even now when I'm on the app, like I'm looking on the app and I'm like, I don't even know who that is. I don't know who that is, but they're all speaking at wow. you know one of our locations. Yeah. And then I'll listen to the message like mind-blowing, mind-blowing, mind-blowing. So for me, yeah. one of the great values is seeing lives transform. People come in broken, they get healed, wow. but they don't just stay healed. They, they go from healed to, to empowered. And that's the, that's the story that we see with David. You know, mm-hmm. David... Uh, when he went out to the cave of Adullam, Saul's trying to kill him. David's anointed to be the next king of Israel, but mm. the current king isn't happy about his successor. So he's trying to kill his successor to secure longevity on the throne. And the Bible says that all the men of the tribe of Benjamin, which incidentally was Saul's tribe, who were in debt, in despair and distress, came to David in the stronghold. And so they came, they were broken men when they came to him. 
but they found healing. But not only did they find healing, but they became his mighty men who could throw the spear with the right hand and the left, who could shoot a bow and arrow with the right hand and with the left, Mm. like who could hurl with the right hand and with the left. These these were the 400 Mm -hmm. ended up being able to take down armies of 10,000. They were were like this Navy SEAL special forces Mm -hmm. crack team. And the Bible says that they were the ones that that established David in his kingdom. So God really kind of like uh, blazoned in our hearts this blueprint of this is what successful ministry looks like. This, if you want to be a David to your generation, then people that come in debt, distress, despair, mm. are measuring whether they become not just healed, but become mighty men, become wow. living their best lives and establish the kingdom on the earth. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, Pastor, thank you so much oh, again. My pleasure. I am so inspired for yeah. my family and I to continue to build a vision of the church. Thank you so much. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.